Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Talking Facts, uh, your rugby league discussion show every Tuesday on Phoenix 96.7 FM uh, around Halifax and Coldale and around the world on the internet. Uh, we've got a very, very special show tonight. We've got two very distinguished guests here. Uh, first of all, from the uh, uh, from the Halifax RLC Foundation, we have Chris Mitchell. Good evening, Chris. Evening. Good evening, and uh, fresh hot hot toilet from the uh, for the Challenge Cup draw over at the the wonderful Odsall Stadium. Uh, we've got Dave Grayson, operations director at the club. How are you doing? Fine, thank you. Good, good evening. Good, good. Uh, and hope everyone's all right out in Radio Land. Any questions you want to get in touch, uh, fire away. Uh, get in touch on Talking Facts on Facebook at Talking Facts RL on Twitter as well. Um, so it's very very cool. You just come over from the draw, uh, Dave. We had uh, drawn Hunslet at home. Uh, Pretty good draw, reckon. What do you reckon? I thought we'd drawn him away. But you're going away, is it? Right, fair enough. I, I've literally just like <laughs> off the press anyway. Wait, we've definitely got onto though, right? Yeah. <laughs> we have indeed. We have indeed. Uh, an interesting draw, really. I mean, obviously, there's a dual edge aspect with regard to our players playing over at uh, Hunslet, and also some ex Halifax players in there. Mm -hmm. the most newest recruit probably be Ben Heaton, who yeah. was you know a cracking player for Halifax rugby league and. Uh, It'll be an interesting one. It'll be yeah. an interesting one, that one, definitely. And, and, and again, realistically, we should be looking at winning, really, to, to be fair. Yeah, our expectations, with massive respect for Hunslet, that we'd be expecting to put on a show there and make sure we get through to the next round. Yeah, definitely, and hopefully have a, have a plum tie. We were saying before we came in that we, we deserve a plum tie with a, a big Super League team, get some money in those coffers there. Uh, we will come back to Dave later on in the show because there's, there's plenty of uh, things going uh, on, on off the pitch, on off the pitch even. Uh, but we will speak to Chris Mitchell, uh, first of all, who is from the Halifax RLC Foundation. So uh, as we do with all guests that come on, uh, do you want to just tell us what it's all about? Plug, plug, plug. <laughs> uh, yeah, the foundation's been going since 2008. Um, it was set up by Malcolm Keelty, um, MBE. Yep. Um, uh, and it's it's we we are aiming at getting our community active. You know, improving their lifestyles, their their habits, uh, getting them getting them up and about. Obviously, getting them down to the shea to watch. Hopefully, watch Halifax Rugby League Club. Mm -hmm. uh, that's just a small snippet of. of you know, sort of our strap line of what we do. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, it does kind of breed uh, that community feel. We've had lots of lots of guests from the community clubs around the yep. around the area, and uh, and the work that yourself and Dave do. Um, obviously, getting closer time to the community, but hopefully, getting more fans to the turnstile. Really. Yeah. Um, as as I think somebody's mentioned on this on the show before, we've we've done we've give every every registered player a season ticket for this Fantastic year. Fantastic scheme. Uh, which the data we're getting off the season ticket lists in. The office is, is looking really good. It's improving game on game. You see groups of kids down there as, as mates. You know, mates are going now going down and watching the game. Right. Those are old enough to go on their own. Some are there with parents. Some coaches take the teams. So it is really helping the attendance. Is getting new fans. You know, new fans into the share. Fantastic. That, that's that's what we we've talked about on previous shows. That it's all it's all fair and well um, giving out uh, free season tickets to the juniors and that sort of thing. Do you know um, if they are being joined by the parents who are coming along, or what 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 the data is showing on that one? Only only data we've got is just the kids coming ah, in. Because okay. obviously GDPR, all we've got is, an, is a, a name and a number on a, a name and a number on a season ticket. Yeah. So we don't we can't track if it's adults coming or not. Right. if the if they're at a younger one of the younger age groups, adults will have to come. You know. Yeah. Um, you, you see them mixing and matching with the helpers out, you know, on a match day for mascots and flag bearers and that type of thing. Yeah. As it showed on Sunday, you know, we had a few a few down there from Booth Town and, yeah. and Ovendin and Sill were represented. They were fantastic. So, so people are coming, but you know, we don't we don't we don't track the numbers of 
uh, parents that come in with them. Parents do obviously come with them, and coaches come with them. Yeah. But you know, we're tracking the kids to start with, and, and then we'll, look, we'll look, sort of look to the future with no, that. that. It was a fantastic image where you saw uh, the people walking out, and you saw people in, in line. You saw the Siddle, the, uh, the, the 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 Greenland was it? Greenland, yeah, the, the Netherlands yeah, shirts yeah. in. In, in a line it was it was fantastic and I say it's great when we had the parade the, the other week as well it's great to actually see those juniors in there well when when Dave talks about the Toronto game later on it's it's a whole community festival yeah we're looking at so all eight community clubs have been invited we've got parades of all eight at half time you know they'll have the banners with them the flags if they've got the LS28 flag the old yeah. LS28 flags HX1 now mm. so they've all had flags given so hopefully they'll have the flags there um, we'll make a real showcase of what the community is um, and on the back of the eight clubs as well, we've got we've also got Queensbury on board, which is just on the border, obviously on the border. Oh, we're going into enemy territory so, now. So, so Queen, <laughs> Queensbury on board with us as well. They've got a player ambassador. They've got season tickets. So it's about time we hopefully we'll <laughs> hopefully we'll see a few of the Queensbury Queensbury kids and, and and parents down as well. Fantastic, great stuff. So obviously you you've done a fantastic job in getting the the, the juniors with the season ticket. Uh, what else does the foundation do? Um, I think Will Will Bonfield's been on before. The back on side is is yeah. a is a fantastic project. Um, we should we should be shout. Well, we are shouting from the rooftops about it. Mm. Um, an example we've used. Mick Scott's been uh, since he had a knee operation three years ago. Not done a lot. Right. He's come back to that. It's nice and gentle exercise, but he's one at lads again, and he, you can yeah. see he's absolutely buzzing when he steps over that white line mm. on down at we run it down at Three GI Soccer down in Shaw Lodge Mill. Right. Um, and he's like a kid in a sweet shop. He absolutely <laughs> loves it. He's, he's buzzing from it. He yeah. really is. And it's just a fantastic opportunity for 35 to 64-year-old males to get active again and get off that city and, and come and do something, meet some new mates, you know, socialise together and... And it's it's real real good fun. Mm. And, what, and what Will said on, on on the show is that what a massive thrill it is for him to be playing football touch rugby with Mick Scott, yeah, yeah, Martin yeah, Moana, yeah. Gibbo themselves. Yeah. I mean, we've had Jim Gannon, um, Arnie Emma, who played at Mansfield Marksman Sheffield, who's, who's lad played at Halifax a couple of years ago. Yeah. You know, he's been a stalwart at Brighouse. He's he's down. You know, it's like I say, just normal fans mixing with. You know some of the heroes. Yeah. It's really good to see. Fantastic. You know Gibbo's a coach. Um, is is really good. He's passionate about it. Mm. Um, we've got guys already who've not done anything for three, four, five years doing circuits with him on a weekend as well already. Wow. So it's proven it's working. Yeah. Uh, the next cohort starting on the eighth Monday, the eighth of April. Yeah. So that's going to be advertised on our social media through the club this week. Great stuff. Uh, so anybody listening at age range, just come down have a look. It's it's really really good. Fantastic, lovely stuff. Um, uh, what else? This is a big big plug. So keep, Cut keep, your keep going. Get I'll keep roll. going. Um, another, another thing that's doing really well on the back of the Thrumall Thirteen Heritage Project is yeah. the is the luncheon club that we we run at the old post office first Thursday of the month. It's it's three ninety nine for a two course meal. Uh, we've got different guests talking Halifax. You know, it's not all the old stuff with some you know uh, some of the younger uh, players as well. But mm. we had Paul Dixon and Ben Beavers yeah. there this week, and it went down really really well. Mm. Um, one of the questions to them both were, uh, "Who's your best player you've played and against with or against?" Mm. And uh, Paul Dixon obviously played for Great Britain and, and toured with Great Britain, and his two picks were. Uh, Hilary Hanlett and Wally yeah, Lewis, both. which were massive. For, you know, yeah. somebody that knew how watched them two play growing up. Yeah. And Ben Beavers, totally other end of the spectrum, was 
uh, George Standage and Mick Scott. So there were two completely different answers. <laughs> but it went down fantastic in the room because it was because Ben's a proper local, oh, passionate Halifax yeah. Rugby League fan still. You know, mm. he didn't want to go. He went to London for a while. I didn't realise he did. He didn't enjoy it. No. He was passionate about Halifax. All they wanted to do was play for Halifax. Mm. You know, and, and when he, he spoke about when he went out on that pitch at Wembley in a Halifax shirt, and he said it meant the world to him. Mm. So the Heritage Lunch, you know, the next one um, in April is the John Player Trophy winning uh, final Fantastic, team. Yeah. And I think there's seven of the team from 1971 attending the attending the luncheon. Yeah. So that's going to be another good one. It's, it's We've got 40 booked in already, so it's wow. really popular. Yeah. It's, it's only three days or four days since the last one, but it's really popular. Um, if you want to come along, you know, look out, get get online and, and get it booked. Cause it's you know, it's limited space down at the old post office. Oh, yes. Uh, so I think there's only there's only ten spaces. So that's you know, it's another it's another fantastic. Uh, we have just had a grant off Calderdale Council uh, to expand it. Mm-hmm. So so we're going to be taking it. You know, in a couple of months' time, we're going to be taking it out in the community. Wow. So we'll be you know approaching our community clubs at first to see if they want to host one. Yeah. Um, just so people, that, you know, if somebody lives in Siddle and they can't get on a bus, they can't get into town. Yeah. We're going to hopefully take it to them, you know that type of yeah. that type of thing. Obviously, not just Siddle, but you know within the community. Definitely, I noticed from the from the poster that, that you released on on social media that the first thing that you said it was like for for fans, young and old, to get together and then that sort of thing. I think I think it was Wigan that did something quite similar with with with, with the old generation who might necessarily be struggling with with Alzheimer's or dementia or people yeah. who are just lonely, people who are widowed and that sort of thing to come together and. Yeah. People of all ages can get together and, and talk about the league. Yeah, yeah, and they remember they remember things from forty years ago, of the course. Challenge Cup game, or and they can still talk about it. Mm. You know, struggling. You know, this day and age, but. But you know, you're thinking back, and it, it just it just brings back the memories, Definitely. you know. Especially for sporting Halifax, it goes back a while. Yeah, so yeah. It's successful in that sort of thing. But again, we, we should be celebrating the the, the good times of that course, we've had. Yeah. They've yeah. been very few and far between. But having such influential figures like like Dicko on yeah. there, what a what an influential bloke. Yeah. There's someone who's been there and done it. What what an absolute inspiration! But it summed it up one of the questions about when he left. He, he was signing from Huddersfield, and yeah. then he, he played at Oldham, went to Leeds. But he said he feels like a Halifax lad. When we talked about Ben Beavers being a Halifax lad, mm. he spoke about himself being a Halifax lad, yeah. and that was that was proper impressive. As he, you know, he played for Halifax but moved on, you know, for obvious reasons. Yeah. you know, it was a swap deal, I think, with a couple of players from Leeds. Mm. But he still thinks himself as a Halifax lad, even though he weren't born because of the success he had with Halifax. Of course, and again, we've talked about this in previous shows. The the the, the people that we've had uh, playing for us, you likes of Jim Gannon. Gibbo people who have got no local ties to Halifax play for us and they just never leave. They don't. They don't escape. Um, Players like Tony Anderson who's lived here for. 30, 40 years yeah. and still sounds Australian as they come, yeah. really. <laughs> but no, it's fantastic, is that? Um, another another exciting project as it's been spoken about before is the Halifax women's team. Yeah. Uh, that we've, you know, I think somebody's been on and, and spoke about that before. Uh, we've got a, we've announced last week. We had a press release last week. Uh, we've we've appointed Martina Greenwood. Yeah. Um, as head coach, uh, she's had a fantastic uh, upbringing in the game of, of within women and girls rugby. Mm. Uh, she started off playing at Bradford. She's played for Yorkshire. She's played for England Day Team. She's played at England Ladies Teachers Team. Mm. Uh, she's she was head of girls development at the rugby league camps for for the girls. You know a few wow. years back. So she's a proper good good rugby Impressive league CV. CV then, Impressive yeah. CV. So we're expecting good things. Uh, the fixtures were launched on International Women's Day last last week. Right. So then fixtures are on the club website. Uh, we're hoping you know the. the Majority of the games are going to be down at Brighouse Rangers. Yeah. Um. So we're hoping some of the Halifax fans will come down and support the support the women's team. 
Uh, we're going to showcase them at the Toronto game, as Dave will speak speak about later in the show. Right. It's kind of just in, interject on that one as well. Now, one of the things that, that we've talked about in previous shows, and we have talked about the women's team, is that how great it would be. And obviously, it's a bit of a, uh, a sticky situation with the ground as it is with Devil by the Council, and we've yet to have a fallout from the Sunday's uh, quagmire <laughs> of, of, of a pitch. Uh, it'd be fantastic to have a double header of a, a women's game before or after a scene, uh, men's game, that, that sort of thing. Are there any plans in the works? For that, I'd be really <laughs> just to let everybody know I'm still here. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We have um, traditionally what we tend to do. Uh, we have these sort of four or five games where we're playing away during the middle of the season. Yeah. So the last home game, we tried to put something on special for that. Right. And what we are looking at doing possibly is having the women's game as a curtain raiser to the main event, That'd which is Barrow. Yeah. At, at home so that's something that we're trying to get organised at the moment just to give them the experience as well yeah. but also our fans to see that you know hopefully yes they will go down to Brighouse and watch them but it'd be great to bring them to this year as well so we are looking at that definitely and so we, we, we've got these juniors coming both boys and girls and now inspiration will be yeah fair enough you've got boys that are coming and want to be the next Stevie Tyre or Scott Morell how fantastic it would be for the young girls that are coming who can see uh, girls playing in a high-fact shirt at the Shea I think that would be amazing really uh, and if you can pull it off that would be an absolute masterstroke really um, so yes, yeah, so we've had the women's team there. Um, are, are there any, any, anything else that, that that you get up to? Uh, one one massive uh, project that we do is the cheerleaders. Right. Um, the fact sets and bluebells. Um, Tell you what, we do, they need some fleeces or jackets it, after Sunday. <laughs> they're on order. They're on order. We we saw sponsorship. You know, from we've got two or three different sponsors on board. Yeah. Um, which we're massively grateful to them. Um, and they are getting kitted out. It's the kits on order. Yeah. So hopefully by the Toronto game, hopefully they'll be they'll be covered up a little bit more and kept warm. Yeah. Um, but I think I can an exclusive. We are they are going dancing at the Summer Bash. Fantastic. They are going to be yeah. dancing in and around the Bradford Halifax game, um, as they've done last year. Yeah. Last year we took seventy girls wow. plus hundred hundred and thirty parents. Yeah. This year we I think we've we've, we've just celebrated our hundredth member. Our hundredth dancer. Wow, brilliant. Uh, so I think we're up to hundred and three. So we're hoping the majority will go. Yeah. Um, we we sing it from the rooftops. We are the 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 biggest cheerleader group in the rugby football league. Really? Super, wow. Super League and Championship. That's fantastic. So that's yeah. something to shout about. You know, yeah. we do we do let people know occasionally. Yeah. So the the four coaches up there do a fantastic job. Mm. Um, babysitting service at, at times, but <laughs> but they're, they're fantastic. Yeah. They're passionate about it. The Halifax fans. You know, parents are buying into what we're trying to do with them, mm. you know, showcasing what they do on the pitch, which is fantastic to see. No, definitely. And, and the, the, the one thing I've noticed from, like, the, 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 the pictures that are afterwards, obviously, I'm focused on the game where it's happening, but when you when you see the pictures afterwards, you can see the cheerleaders actually watching and jumping up in when, when, when people scored. So it's great that they are there, and, and hopefully it's a, a victory dance that they're dancing at the... But in front of the Bradford fans, that that'd be that'd be something special. But they will, they will be dancing alongside the Bradford cheerleaders though at Summer Bash. So, oh, so well, yeah, so it's a joint effort. Yeah, no, absolutely brilliant stuff. But yeah, I felt I felt really really sorry for him because they, 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 they were off the pitch and just standing there like really really frozen cold and all. We're all wrapped up warm in the stand and the players are getting warm up and they're just stood there kind of. But no, it's, it's great that you've got sponsors on board because but we, we we talked to Jack last week from the wheelchair team and. Uh, it, they do rely quite heavily on the sponsors that, that they do get. Uh, what, what sort of relationship are you, are, are you having with the sponsors, both for, for that and all the initiatives that you've got? 
we're always looking for more. We'll yep. put that in. <laughs> Anyone wants to sponsor the foundation, we are. They, they know where to find us. Yeah. Um, but Gary Bray from uh, Jack Bird Removals has been a massive help to the to the to the cheerleaders over the over the last few years. Yeah. Um, he helps them out. He, he helps out on the galas. He brings his van and has music blasting out of it, so they can dance out of the back. Music coming out of the back of the van. So he's a massive supporter of the club and massive help. Uh, he supports players. He's he's, he's I think he sponsors the ball boys, so right. he does a lot behind the scenes, Gary, that people don't see as a as a fan and as a yeah. sponsor. Um, we've just got WH Motors on board, which is a friend of Gary's, mm-hmm. helping with the cheerleaders. Um, we're hoping Fat Cat is going to come on board with us. Um, so yeah, it's looking good regarding the cheerleaders. Yeah. It's just because the showcasing what they do, the events, the, because that bigger group now they're getting asked to do various different events Brilliant. so the name's getting out there and, and sponsors are coming on board because of it yeah. it'll be first time we've been invited to the agricultural show Oh, wow, okay. so they've asked us to do a slot at the agricultural show this year which yeah. is a first the one on uh, the one on, on Savile Park, Park you know yeah. The, yeah so so we're looking at doing a, um, a 20 minute slot in the main arena there which will be dead exciting for the girls brilliant and then again, again it's more it's more plugging it's for Halifax exposure the Halifax brand yeah and anything in blue and white will, yeah. it'll, it'll do for me there I mean again I think Dave's going to mention the, the strands that we've got now the teams you know the cheerleaders they're all badged up they're all logoed up with the Halifax brand yeah. and it's just something else out in that community fantastic lovely stuff um, and, and anything else that, that you've got there Cause I, I am slightly ignorant in these sort of things I try, I try my best to kind of look, look, look prepare for these sort of shows but obviously you're the expert in it and I, I, I like to just let you go for it <laughs> one more major thing is uh, the, the over 50s activities that we do we do the walking football we set that up as a pilot yeah. three and a half years ago and it's just going from strength to strength with a group of 20 blokes, 20, 26 signed on, 20 come regular. And it's a proper good social walking football. It's the, one of the fastest growing sports in the country. Wow. Okay. Um, it's, it's, just, it's just like a whole new lease of life for some of the, some of the players. Yeah. Uh, we've had players with dementia that you just you, you, you sort of adapt the game to fit them. Mm. You, know, it's, it's a, you know, anyone can play it. You know, if, you know, it is over 50s, but anyone who's under 50, if they play it in the right spirit and they're there for the right reasons, then we don't mind. No. Um, but it's, it's going really well. And yeah. then we've got our Young at Heart group, who's the, it's a, an offshoot from the CCCT, the old CCCT, the Halifax Foundation, yeah. which is based at the Shea every Thursday, which Malcolm Keelty runs. Yeah. It's got its own committee. You know, all the, all the ladies are on the committee up there. They do outings. They, they've got all sorts of stuff, you know, activities on a, on a Thursday afternoon at the Shea mm. in the supporters bar in the East Stand. You know, they've, they've table tennis, they've new age curling, they've Wii games, they've tabletop <laughs> games. Awesome. Some go just go and have a brew and a biscuit, but it's just a really friendly atmosphere. They've 255 signed on members. Brilliant. Don't all come at once, but, they've, you know, it's been a massive success. I think that's been going seven years. Yeah. So there's a lot that goes on out in the community that people won't realise we do, as well as, the you know, the school's delivery with the three, the three lads, Ben Kavanagh. Uh, Jacob Fairbank and Dan Fleming yeah. doing a fantastic job out in the community spreading the word. There are some really really good feedback from the yeah. from the community clubs we've had on, and, yeah. and, and like I've mentioned before, uh, it, we I, I was kind of used as a, as a younger man and boy. If any player came, it was kind of a another from the academy. Was yeah. looking at his watch, like yeah. wanting to go. The guys that go down, and I saw was it the, the Davis twins with was it that were the club that they were they were at. The, they were they're linked to Greenland all rounders this one. year, yeah. but they went to an they turned up at an away game to watch yeah. the under tens, Greenland under tens. I think it was it one of the leagues. They live in Leeds, but it were their local club, so yeah. they actually made a point of going to watch their, you know, their ambassador club mm. go play an away game, which were fantastic. 
and you know we are shouting about it from the rooftops with what the work the community guys are doing. Definitely, and again, it's more, it's more. And they didn't have to do that. They didn't have no. to get changed in the, in the Halifax queue and go do that. And when it was it was it Kavanagh and Fairbank uh, who presented medals for the mm. cup final yeah. last year, uh, they actually taught all, all all the guys there, and the the feedback we've had from the community people from from Bootal, Melon, Creetland, and Illingworth that they they they, they value add. They add a lot of value. They don't just yeah. turn up and just do that. They really really make it special for the for the kids there but what we've done different this year last year we give each club one 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 main ambassador yeah um but this year every single one of the 31 man squad mm. has got a, a role within a club Brilliant. so there's there's one lead one and three assistants now yeah or four assistants however you know however big the community club is yeah so it's not just scott going to booth town it's scott plus three others on the list now wow. so it's, it's adding something so there are all the lads feel you know they're all mucking in they're all putting something back into the community where they're playing where mm. they're playing at a good level of rugby so no f- f- fantastic as i say it's, it it just goes to show that halifax rugby league football club the actual rugby bit is quite quite a small bit of it really yeah. isn't it it's, yeah. it's, it's 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 the smallest bit it's an important bit of but course it's, yeah but it's not it's not <laughs> It's not the be all and end all, you no. know. We do we do loads of different stuff out there. Yeah. I mean, one school's just booked us to do circuit sessions with the kids and parents together. Right. Which that's Dan Fleming's yeah. cup of tea. You know, he's a rugby coach, but he's also a personal trainer. Yeah. So one school's just just book. You know, they're in on the verge of booking booking sessions for parents and for kids together. Yeah. So that's a first first for the school, first for us. So it's a massive thing to shout about. Brilliant, Lo- lovely stuff. Can I just jump in there? Of course you can, there. Jump in as much as you like. <laughs> just to put in perspective, we're obviously up against the likes of Huddersfield Giants, yeah. who have a set budget for that of anything up to £100,000 mm-hmm. to deliver this type of thing that we're doing in Calderdale. Yeah. We have a budget of nothing. Wow. We have one employee, which is Chris, yeah. and then myself in the background as a volunteer. Yeah. So if you think about all those things that Chris has just delivered there, yeah. as to where Halifax are at in terms of commitment... Another example of volunteer work, another example of an individual going above and beyond with regard to the Halifax Rugby League cause. Mm. I'm sure you'll agree that in context, we should be right up there in the league table for what we're doing versus the funding and and, and the resource that we've got. So when I came last time, I talked about the five-year strategy plan for the foundation. This has all come off probably the last 12 months where we've really got our act together Mm. uh, as a foundation and now we're starting to reap the rewards of that. I think the, the most pleasing thing for me is, and I probably mentioned it last time, was Chris and I were going out last January and February in freezing cold nights, literally knocking on community clubs' doors. Right. We weren't in a good place as a club with our community clubs, to be quite honest with you, but if you, you've had people in here now who are obviously giving you their view of the yeah. And from that, that's testimonial to what we're doing and that we're doing something right. And the biggest thing which I'll come on to when I talk about my little bit is we need to celebrate success more, and this of is a course. classic example of yeah. that with the foundation. People don't know what it is, what it does, but now they do. Yeah. From what you've heard tonight from Chris, you know, and I'm sure that hopefully the listeners out there will be agreeing and saying, what a great job that you know we're doing as a, as a club in mm. the community, and long may that continue. Definitely, I, I can't believe you manage all that on, on, on no budget. That that's that is genuinely astounding. That, that's fantastic and just goes to show what if there was money coming in he said that you're always welcome for sponsors what a difference that would genuinely make in, in, in that respect there that, that's generally amazing um, anything else you want to to, to, to say Chris because again as I said t- time, is, time is creeping up can I? <laughs> There's just, the, other, the other major thing is the Halifax Academy which yep. is the tier three academy at Caldwell College? Right. Okay. Uh, we've took that on board as a club, but I think Dave's going to speak about that again on his on his on his bit. Yeah. 
Well, fair enough, no problem. Um, so how would people get in, in, in contact with yourself? Any, anyone who's listening who wants to get involved in any way, shape or form, sponsor or be a part of these these uh, events? Uh, they can contact me on my email address, chrismitchell at halifaxrlfc.co.uk. Uh, my number's out on all of the social media, but I'll give it to you now. It's 07947 827 627. Or you can ring the club office. I'm, I'm based in the club office. Right. Uh, they look after me up there in that office and <laughs> keep feeding me and watering me. <laughs> so, yeah, so they can contact me through the club office as well. Great stuff. Thank you very much for that. As I say, any any questions that, that people want to get in touch with that after I've, say, put it uh, out on the Listen Again feature this week, uh, then get in touch with, with myself or get in touch with Chris directly. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, we'll just play a, a quick message from one of our... Uh, one of our sponsors on here, uh, and we'll, we'll get in touch with Dave Grayson. A fantastic first part there from from Chris. Uh, I feel I feel very inspired to get involved in, in, in that now. That's that's brilliant. Uh, and now we move on to the return of Dave Grayson. Now uh, it just it shows how quickly the show's moving on. That Dave was one of the first people that, that joined us on this on the the show in the very very um, early early stages of the year, and he's come back to kind of give us an update, but also um, tell us about what's forthcoming. Um, in, in, in terms of Toronto game uh, so do you want to just tell us kind of any updates on what you talked about last time and then what's happening now yeah first of all thanks for inviting me back I appreciate it's all right, that no problem much obliged to you for that uh, I think um, probably I've been operations director for just short of three months now and it's it's been enlightening yeah it's probably the best way to put it <laughs> um, lots of work's gone on I think a big piece of work around five or six weeks I've spent down at the club uh, looking at the whole club structure from top to bottom. Uh, I'm not going to get into management speak, but that's being done now. And the board this month are going to go away and have a look at that. There's a 42-page document that splits off into six modules around the whole club running and structure. Yeah. So we'll be looking at that, and then obviously outputs will come out of that, hopefully to improve the way that the club is run. Yeah. Uh, so that's been a massive piece of work, to be honest with you. Um, Lots of other things have been going on. Working with Chris on the foundation, obviously, has been a big piece of work, and that's now looking after itself. Right. You know, I think Chris has got got a hold of that now. You careful hands now, there. <laughs> so, so I've enjoyed working with him over the last twelve months on that. It's been it's been again another enlightening challenge, <laughs> uh, which we've we've worked together on that, and you know, as I said, that's with him now. So, so the key focus really for me was was a looking at the structure of the club, how it's run, uh, what we can do better, and I was I think it was. Hopefully, for the listeners, quite open. Last time I came in, in terms very of much so. Where we were at and what we need to do. Yeah, uh, I, th- I think now the next bit for me was around re-engagement with our fans. Yeah. Uh, I think we did an awful lot of good work with our community clubs, so it was the same principle. Uh, and I have to say, for the record, the the response has been overwhelming mm. as a positive. I think there's been criticism, and I get that. Yeah. Uh, I think what I needed was to find out really what was going on out there instead of you know people being cocooned in the club or in the offices or wherever they might be, but to get out with the people that ultimately our fan base are the, to me are the most important people in, mm-hmm. in that club set up. Uh, your directors come and go, but your fans are there forever. Yeah. I've been there for 50 years, so yeah. I'm, I'm testimony <laughs> to that. I'm still going strong. I'm still well, going really. strong. I'm still going strong. So... For me, it was around doing that. So I've done a lot of work. You know, I offered all my sort of contact details out on social media. Yeah. 
which people, some people responded on that way, because not everybody likes to stand up and talk of, you know, in front of you. No, of course not. And then I've worked with the old post office, I've been down there pre-match on a few occasions, been yeah. into the South Stand Lounge, did a bit of a, a spiel in there around what we're doing. And you know, next sort of couple of home games I'll be doing that, but I'll be going into the Three Pigeons and also... Yeah. <laughs> Chris is just uh, signing the, a pint being down. I was about to say, <laughs> operations director, operation uh, doing a pub crawl, isn't it? <laughs> and also into the into the spectators' lounge, and also going to oh, the no. so, so I'll be on a bit of a roll there. And, uh, and, and, and then you'll be going to the fire pit. Then you'll be going to Lewins, and then you'll be going. Uh, then you'll be going to Attic or Coliseum, whatever it's called these days. So I'll, I'll bring a bit of decor into the conversation. So. <laughs> So during that time, there has been some frustration out there. I've listened to some fans, when, and lots of recurring themes have gone on during that time. Um, not going to be able to answer them all as they want them answering, to no. be honest with you. We have to be realistic. It's like we've explained about the foundation limited resource. The club's got exactly the same. Yeah. However, there are certain things that we can and should do better, and I believe we've started to do that, and, and sort of hopefully people are starting to see that. Right. So what, what are those, you know, if I'm not going to jump in well, I'll give you an example, I think, would be um, the shop. Right. That would be a classic example. Yeah. I mean, obviously, Simon Oxby was looking after that before he resigned, so that came my way, left field a little bit. I wasn't expecting that one to come, but it did do. Mm -hmm. uh, the shop had basically no stock. Right. Um, and for a number of reasons, uh, and people coming to say, you know, we're into the season, we haven't got any away shirts, you know, we can't get the right size home shirts, what the hell's going on? Yeah. So Samurai, the kit suppliers, brought in two hours, sat down with them, basically went through everything that we weren't doing right, they weren't doing right. Mm -hmm. A very uncomfortable conversation for both parties, if I'm being honest. Right. Uh, however, good thing out of that was then we managed to get things moving, I managed to get some stock in at the shop, and the response to that was great in terms of revenue for the club, but you know, mm. that's something we need to get better at, better at for next year. But, of course, so, yeah. But then people who haven't got shirts suddenly popped up and they'd got orange shirts on for the away shirts and things like that. Yeah. So thumbs up and, and, and that type of thing. So so that was a start. That's just one example. Right. Um, I think there's the biggest piece of work for me on the back of that is the way the club operates at the moment. We have some fantastic people, some fantastic groups, but they work in silos a little bit. Right. And one of my main missions is to try to bring the club and all those groups together. Yeah. I think that everybody's doing great work, but we need to have a vision as a club. And I think the club, again, from, from where I'm sat previously, has been remiss in not giving that vision. Yeah. So, having just mentioned about the five-year strategy plan that they did for the foundation, mm -hmm. you can bet your bottom dollar there's one coming for, for the club as well. Right, that is. So... So what we need to do then is, once we've done that, is give our, our fans and our sponsors that vision so they can see what we're trying to achieve and hopefully they'll come along with us to do that. Mm -hmm. uh, and giving, giving people the opportunity to have a say. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm a great believer in it's not just down to two or three people on the board, it's the, it's the fans and sponsors who, who are ploughing hard work by volunteer routes or alternatively through hard-earned money yeah. into the club. You know, I personally respect that and I think we should do that. All of us should do that as part of the team. Mm -hmm. And from that, off the field work has to happen. You know, your listeners need to understand with the Rugby Football League funding that's going to disappear yeah. as a result of all the return on investment stuff that I talked about last time mm -hmm. and the Sky money disappearing. 
you know, potentially some clubs are going to really struggle with that because they live off that money and that money alone. Yeah. We must not allow Halifax to be one of those clubs. So the time to do something is now in terms of risk mitigation for 2021 so that we're in a, we're in a position where all our, our you know groups, clubs, supporters, we're back together, working together, and we're plugging those holes. I'm not particularly a favourite fan of just constantly battering the fans for money all the time. No. I think there's more to it than that. And I think an appreciation and, and making them realise that they are appreciated and that they have got an avenue and, and people... You know, it'd be bad news sometimes, and I said that last time I came in. Of course, you yeah. Know, but there has to be that avenue for them. But equally, let's celebrate success. Definitely. And I think we're weak at that. Mm. I think the game is in general. Like, yeah, you know, I don't think it's something that's unique to Halifax. No, really. absolutely not. I th- and I think that's that's where we, as we all come together, we can do that. And Chris has given you some fantastic testimonial tonight about celebrating success on the foundation, which probably the vast majority of your listeners probably won't have known what he does and what what goes on. No, what we do now. Yeah, you know, we need to do the same as a club. So, so all that in mind. I felt it was a good opportunity to put a bit of a toe in the water. So the Toronto game, yeah, uh, looked at that and thought rather than it being a you know just another let's rock up on a Sunday and mm-hmm. you know we'll have the fact sets doing their bit and Peter Emmett doing his bit and, yeah. and and then it's all go home and do just it a no- and another normal just a Sunday. Normal day. Yeah, so I started thinking about the celebrating success and I started thinking about all these groups that we've got and how can we get them to work together. So I opened up a, an avenue and said, look. I want to do something for the Toronto game because it's on Sky. Yeah. And let's let's see if we can get the Halifax brand out there. Yeah. And also the eight community clubs. That's mm-hmm. how it first started. So that f- for people again, just so they realise, Halifax actually runs five teams. You know, we've got the first team. Yep. We've got the reserves. We've got the academy. We've now got the women's team and we have the wheelchair side. Well, yeah. if you look at that in the cold light of day, we're a championship club and we're running five teams. Exactly. I don't we're, think there'd be any Super League teams. I was just about that. to say that we're putting <laughs> some super, No, no, it's fine, that's fine, but we're putting some Super League clubs to shame. Exactly, yeah. On top of that, we've now got the eight, eight community clubs back engaged, you know, which I'm very grateful for, their support. And suddenly I'm thinking, well, we could make something out of that on its own. Yeah. But then I started thinking, well, why don't we sort of run a bit of a project where we, we, we invite all the people, fans, groups. So I did. Right. So uh, last week we had, a, we had a meeting where there were 30 people expressed an interest of I, putting ideas forward and delivering, which is the most important thing. Yeah. 20 people turned up for the actual evening's event, which yeah. lasted for an hour and a half. And it was a fantastic sort of opportunity where I'm looking around the room seeing Halifax fans that I see week in, week out, but representing Facts One, the Supporters Trust, the Foundation, and a real cross-section of age demographics of, mm. of people in that room as fans. So that was a massive success in itself, just yeah. getting those people together. What we did was we, we created a plan, which is, is you'll see over the next couple of weeks, building up to, up to the Toronto game, where people have taken away different work streams to work on now. So we'll be having a match day experience that just isn't, at the actual ground, right. We're gonna do like a bit of an on route as you as you're leading from the bus station or the railway station or the town centre. You'll get to see the pubs that are involved down there. They'll be celebrating. They'll be having things outside. They'll be putting offers on. We've approached all those already, which has been done by David Durbin yep. from the Supporters Trust, who's done that work already. 
And, you know, even, you know, the garages with blue and white balloons out and all that type yeah. of thing. So that it's, you, you're coming towards a stadium where you're thinking, hmm, what's going on here then? Yeah. You know, we've talked about maybe even having Brett the drummer, you know, getting a gang of people together <laughs> with his drum, you know, heading off from the post office, yeah. you know, through to the past the three P's, you know, people coming up from the shears and then you get into the ground and there's like a big gang of Halifax yeah. fans suddenly, suddenly coming around the corner making some noise, mm. things like that. So that's actually to get us to the ground and then we've, we've got a team set up for things that are going on outside the ground, also inside the ground and then there's pre-match, half-time and obviously full-time. So those, those work streams are working together at the moment to put all that together. But things like, for example, inside the ground, there'll be a, a fan zone. Right. Uh, which isn't just face painting. There'll be lots of different things for different children of different age groups to be involved in there. Yeah. The five teams that we've got, they will be there, but we, we, they'll be also working as volunteers <laughs> and they'll be mingling with you know people at the ground. Mm -hmm. So you'll be, you'll be seeing first-team players that aren't playing that day, reserve great players, yeah. academy players, the women's team will be there, wheelchair will be there, so, but we'll also have some, some a bit of razzmatazz going on, so there's, there's, there's some people who are going to be playing music in the South Stand concourse, yeah. ditto in the East Stand, and then we've got, um, if anybody, any younger followers out there, unless there might be some older people watching, I don't know, <laughs> but The Voice, so we've got a, a local guy oh, called yeah, Callum, Callum, yeah. Callum. Mm. so he's, uh, been invited down and he's going to be actually entertaining on the pitch that day. Fantastic. Uh, so we've got again that local feel, that yeah. local Calderdale feel, so and Halifax feel. So um, that's 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 sort of where we're at at the moment with some of the things that are going on. We've we've asked I've asked Jamie to get involved with regard to heading up the media promotion. Yeah, I think that's a real skill set of his. He's really good at oh, that. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Uh, and again, you know, obviously a passionate Fax fan, mm. uh, and working with Jacob at the club to to promote what's going on. So that, that's been done. You know, I think there's a lot of other things that we can go into now, but one of the, the key things will be look out for competitions that are going on as well. Yeah. So we'll be building up competitions as, as we get to the game. Uh, so again, to get some interest, but also plenty of freebies going on on the day. So the message is, it, this is for me is an event rather than a right, game. Yeah. We're trying to build it as an event. Uh, so we really are looking for not just your diehard faithful fax fans. We, no. You know, we're trying to spread the gospel across. So, for, you know, yesterday I put an appeal out for people if they were interested in, in helping us by marketing the game just away from the share, but actually out in the community in where they live. Yeah. So in the good old days, from all days, for example, you knew there were an Halifax game on because every pub you went into, every club you went into, every fish shop you went into, yeah. every business you went into, there was a poster up there. Exactly. You know, yeah. And I've asked for that to be done. So we've printed all the posters yeah. and they're available from, you know, the club and also from the shop when you know when Kelly's in there, yeah. you know, so you can go in and pick some up and please put them out there, you know. And we're really grateful for that because it starts to spread the message, yeah, uh, rather than just social media all the time. Mm. So, and obviously it'll be through the, the program as well. So, the fact sets will be there, which Chris has mentioned already. So there'll be about eighty of those as well. Brilliant. So there's a lot, lots and lots of things going on on the day. And, and the main thing, obviously, is, is the actual product on the field. We yeah. need to beat them as well. No, we? of course. The thing about the Toronto is that, like, obviously, they're not going to have you, 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 the, the massive away following that the, the traditional clubs like your Bradfords or Weaknesses mm. would bring along. But you do get a lot of neutral fans or Super League fans, especially ones that have played on Thursday, Friday or Saturday night, will come across because it's Toronto. And it's getting those, I, I reckon, that might, might be key to it. Because... 
pick Leeds for example Leeds pretty much play all their games on Friday nights and when we played Leeds at the back in the last season what an amazing event that was there were plenty of people that said you know what I would, I would come and watch Halifax on a Sunday yeah. and it's like this every week yeah. and kind of to to play a bit of devil's advocate with you it's, it's fantastic what you're doing for the Toronto game and, and, and you know me I, I will praise the help but looking through the League Express and that sort of thing the attendances like the one on Sunday yeah <laughs> You can say it was a bit of a. It was. It was very, very cold, and the weather weren't wanted. But we did have the lowest attendance in the championship. Now, people out there will be saying it's all fair and well, drum it in all for the for the Toronto game. What about against the, the likes of, I don't know, the likes of Barrow at home or other things like that? Are there going to be things for every week? You know, so let me go back right to the start of the conversation about the learning curve. Yeah. So one of the other areas that we've not been very good at is media marketing and promotion. Right. And, and that's why, you know, it's like a bit of a secret that there's a game on at the share sometimes. Yeah. So the idea of this is to see as a template what works, yeah. what doesn't work and what we can do better. Mm. If we get this nailed with the Toronto game, there's absolutely the key fact then is that we'll be utilising that for certain games, including the ones that you've mentioned. Yeah. You know, so it's not just a one hit this. Yeah. This is about bringing the fans together, bringing the clubs together, bringing the club together with yeah. those those bases and from that boom 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 doing it again and again and again and, and building that momentum we've got a formula that works correct, and can be correct. done again now obviously the, you, the, you said before limited resource and that sort of thing there but if it can prove it can work and you've got the community on board it can be something that's easily replicated can't it? It, indeed and, and back to your Super League point is somebody at the meeting actually brought up the fact that certain Super League clubs are not playing on that day yeah. locally so I think Cass were one, uh, Wakey was another, uh, Huddersfield, I think Leeds are away in Catalan. Right. So we've got a fantastic opportunity there if we're clever with our marketing yeah. to be able to tap into that neutral resource that yeah. you said about and suddenly have a few of those coming up. They're not going to come all the time but no. for, for that particular event. But it's like anything else, success breeds success and if we can get on that, you know, then you're up for the next one and the next one and the next one. So. So lots of hard work going on behind the scenes. And oh, I don't doubt that at all. As I say, I'm, I'm only playing devil's advocate. No, I'm fine with that. <laughs> it's, the, it's the radio presenter in me, obviously. Yeah, but yeah, as I say, I get lots of people. Obviously, I see you in the post office. I go before and after yeah, the game. Yeah. And fans talk to each other. And you, you get the fact that it's, it, I completely understand where you're wanting to promote the Toronto game to the hill. It's on the sky cameras. Let's promote success. Correct. But from what the club has done previously, as you say, mentioning about learning from past mistakes and that yeah. sort of thing, yeah. we've drummed up a massive game and it all goes well and the next week it's just like oh, yeah, that's yeah. I'd, I'd, to be honest with you going without boring the listeners if you think about the talked about the return on investment yeah we've got a lot of foundations to build in terms of the financial stability and, and part and parcel of that is a revenue on match days right so we can't just do it as a one-off it needs to be done and again and again and again and again so. yeah the, the 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 questions that i've got i've, I've only got a few questions mostly that you kind of already answered really because i've, I've it's brilliant to see in the post office and the, the, the point I was going to make is that you are being present for, for, for far too long there has been a bit of discord between the fans and, and yeah. the board and that sort of thing that. you are being present you're being the firing line obviously you'll you'll cut some, <laughs> some slack <laughs> and that sort of thing but it's, it, it, being present does its job I think it's, it's fantastic what you do and personally I, I, I can say thank you for, for doing that I appreciate um, it the other thing that get a bit more technical um, the uh, from from people that, that I've started to speak to the the website isn't secure in terms of buying things on there buying tickets something it's not a kind of secure site there's no like kind of 
PayPal agreement or something like that on there. Are there any plans to, to change that, or are there, did, did you know about that? Or yeah, certainly we did know about it, and we had an incident not so long ago where a fan of ours actually raised a problem that we've got where it was totally unsecure in terms of purchasing on right. a particular website, uh, which we had to jump on very quickly. So, again, being honest, back to the bit about IT this time in terms of our skill set is not that good. Yeah, uh, and so we're going out to tender. Right. So there's, we're going to invite three IT companies to come in and have a look at our current platform. Okay. Uh, and from that, we'll then decide who we think is the best fit for us. Yeah. And all those type of things. Because a massive medium is is is, is that, and you know, yeah. and, and and payment. It's people's money at the end of the day. Yeah. It's hard earned money, and you know, I, I totally appreciate that. And you know, we want to make sure that that customer experience, which is something I'm talking to the office a lot about at the mm. moment, internal and external customer experience. When they go on that website, when they're looking at something, we want them to come back again. Yeah. You know, it, it, oh, of course, they need yeah. to feel as though the money's safe when they go on there. You know, the product is on there, yeah. which is another thing, and, and it's in stock, and it's not, you know, all that good stuff. So that takes a lot of work to get to where we need to get to with that, but that's been recognised. So yeah. it's a great question to ask, and, you know, we're not there yet. No, we no. On it. We are working on it. Yeah, and, and, and also the one in terms of the shopping, Kelly does a fantastic job in terms of volunteering and the work that she does, and she's, she's so vocal in letting us know when it's open and that sort of thing there. Um, it's about the away games being available, uh, the tickets being available on the day of the game. Like, so, for instance, when we won on Sunday, quite a lot of people in a good mood, oh, I want to buy my York tickets, but apparently they weren't in stock in the shop there and then. Right, so, me, so, so that'll... Some some of the tickets we have to send back on a certain day anyway before the actual Sunday. If it's something for the following Sunday, we yeah. don't. You know, if it's an away game, we don't always get them from, ah, right, from, okay. the, you know, from the opposition. Right. So there are, we are we are in the hands of other people. If it's our own tickets, then there's absolutely no excuse for that. No. Uh, and you know if that's some feedback that's being given, then we've missed a trick in terms of potential sales. So yeah, being a tight Yorkshireman, I'd be wanting to do something about that. So. No. So that's the reasons why, not necessarily always down to the club, that can be, you know, the other club not giving us the tickets in time or, or whatever. So. Yeah, no, and, and those were the questions, most of the questions you genuinely have answered really by by what you talked about there, those are just other ones which you kind of have mentioned. Uh, in, to, to kind of wrap up your piece, is there anything that you kind of want to uh, say to the fans or any message you want to give going forward or anything like that or... If you haven't already, really. <laughs> well, no, obviously we've covered an awful lot, but I, th I think the thing for me is 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 to the criticism, as long as it's constructive. Yeah. You know, I'm fine with that because you know I'm all about continual improvement, and you never learn how to improve things if you don't get that feedback in the first instance. So keep that coming. I'm fine with that. Yeah. I'm certainly not going to disappear. This isn't a one-it wonder of two weeks and that's it. I'm out there, and you know I'm stood in the south stand as well on, yeah. on a Saturday. So on a Sunday, so if people, you know, want to come up and have a natter with me, that's fine, uh, and probably will do it if we start losing a few games, <laughs> so I get all that, but my, you know, my shoulders are broad enough, and my skin's thick enough, but keep, keep that communication line up, and I certainly want yeah. to do it at my end, and let's just make sure that we don't forget, we're all in it for the Halifax Rugby League badge. Yeah, fantastic, and the, the last question from Terry Bratley, who's chewing the ear off is, why has the radio programme not advertised on the club website? That is generally not from me, that is yeah. from, from Terry there, uh, and it's, it's, it's something I do get asked, because people do, uh, I'm not blowing me on trumpet here, people do kind of ask me, like, saying, oh, if you're doing a show about Halifax, why aren't the club kind of getting involved? And I know that Jamie kind of did post on today, and why aren't the club doing that? Is, is that something that can be under your remit? I'm, I'm not here kind of begging for it. Is, is, is that sort of thing? But. Sure. 
for the record, first of all, I think you're doing a fantastic job. Thank you. I think, you know, absolutely a brilliant idea that's come up. In terms of where we've been at as a club and certain groups, there's been a little bit of a, you know, a discord and, and I'm not really comfortable with that. So over the last, this last week, there's been a real shift change in that and part and parcel of that has been closely guarding each other's material and one thing or another. Yeah. Not acceptable to me. Right. Back to that statement I just made in terms of it's all about the Halifax badge. Mm. So for me now there needs to be an opening up and will be an opening up from the club around anything that's Halifax rugby league related that where we can get the message out that other people are spending their time and effort to do, we absolutely need to be banging that drum. So I did actually say to Jacob just before I left tonight about at least tweeting what this, this particular He did, to be fair. Right? <laughs> so, and that, what, to be fair, was prompted from Terry yeah. uh, and Jamie. So, so back to that, we're not, we're not there just yet, but that's, that's a start, and, and it's, it's not a sprint, this, it's a marathon. Of course, yeah. So, but I'm absolutely 100% behind all that, you know, not just Facts One, but all the groups are doing, and if they've got anything that they want us to push on our social media platform, then just contact me if you're not getting anywhere with it, and I'll make sure it happens. Brilliant. But they, yeah, I mean, personally, as I say, I'm, I'm a fan. I do, I do this off my own bad. Thank you very much for coming on the show, not once but twice. You're our first return guest, so it's all good. <laughs> Keep coming again and again. Uh, but also for the for the work that you do. But as I said before, you are very visible and you are very, very open, that sort of thing. Because people don't want to approach you in a, in, in a crowded pub no, or, on, 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 on a stand, that sort of thing. Uh, people do like want to rate me and that sort of thing. But again, thank you very much for the work that you do and continue to do as well and uh, we all hope that the Toronto game will be a massive success as will home games and away games let's not forget away games like, let's, let's, let's win away as well will be a fantastic success now uh, in terms of the action on the pitch we've got, we've got 10 minutes to talk about wow. the action on the pitch wow. um, and, the, and it was all about um, a certain man here after the, the week or two that he's had to, to bring the performance that he had when I, when I saw Simon Grick's name not on the team sheet, I was getting worried because sometimes we do struggle without him on the pitch. But what a performance. Absolutely brilliant. What, what, what are your guys' thoughts on that? I personally think that third try he scored, was it was outstanding. Yeah. It was, for a, a, in theory, a second rower. Yeah. Well, where where can't he play? <laughs> to, to be fair, he played a game last year, I don't know what against him, the first time he played centre and he absolutely smashed the centre position. Yeah. And he was as good a centre as we had last season mm. in games. But for a, a second rower yeah. to come up with a play like that in them conditions at the end of the game to score that third try, yeah. it was absolutely outstanding. Brilliant. It was outstanding. Yeah. But no, for, 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 for listeners who don't necessarily know, they Ed Barber lost his father last week or so. Very, very influential uh, chap if you speak to quite a lot of fans. And Richard Marshall mentioned him in his post-match interview. Uh, so he's a really, really lovely bloke. And for him to take the field and have that sort of performance just speaks wonders. Um, but, but, what, what did you think, Dave? I have just one word. Mm. Respect. Yeah. Mm. Massive oh. respect, yeah. But, no, uh, but as I say, it wasn't the most... Uh, Let's just say they're not the most summer rugby sort of game, really, and uh, I'm guessing that the fallout with the with the football club will be quite uh, interesting as the, the weeks and months go by. But if we just kind of re, uh, review uh, the results that, that, that came through as well before we kind of focus on that as well. Uh, Barrow 4, Witness 20, so Witness are getting closely back up to positive uh, points. Uh, Batley 6, Bradford 16. 
Um, not, not too bad performance there from Batley. Featherston 32, Sheffield 14. Really, really good result because that opens up the whole table going forward. Uh, Swinton 12, Lee 30. Uh, and possibly the result of the round, not taking anything away from Halifax, Toulouse 46, Toronto 16. Did either of you see that result coming at all? Definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> no, personally not. To say they, they, they struggled to beat Dewsbury the week before yeah. and then to put 40 points in the second half against Toronto yeah. must be an outstanding effort. Yeah. But I, I don't think they'll be playing in the same conditions as we were playing in, there in the South no. of France. <laughs> no, not at all. But it, it just goes to show how... It'll be the broken record part of this radio show. We'll just mention that, how competitive the championship is. Anyone can beat anyone. Like Sheffield have got to second... Um, and, and Featherson had beaten them um, we we managed to to nil the team our defence has come up trumps and I don't know I don't know about you but that was the most pleasing part apart from Ed Barber's performance they were absolutely heroic but the, the, the zero against Jewsbury that made me smile more than anything I think heroic. if you look at the points difference before last week we I was I was with Fairly, you know, our defence was that was been our strong point since Richard Marshall's been here, yeah. um, and it's the first time we've had a, a minus for a long, long time. Mm. Um, and then to nil a team like Dewsbury was a, was in them conditions was an absolutely fantastic. Yeah, effort. we're still but, minus seventeen at the moment, yeah. but but I think you could yeah. you could just see the sort of the team spirit look there. They had they had sets on our line, two or three sets on the bounce on our line, mm. you know. Bits of discipline where they were getting penalties, and we held firm, and they worked. It was like the Halifax, the defence of old, where they were yeah. they were working for each other. They were they were there for each other. Definitely. You know? yeah. And and say so we made Paul Sykes and Liam Finn look fairly ordinary. They are not ordinary at all. They they are fantastic players. And I say Liam Finn coming from Newcastle to make his debut for 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 Dewsbury in very local surroundings. What one thing I asked Scott Morell after the game was when was the last time he was the second youngest halfback on the field, <laughs> and he didn't have a clue. But he was younger than both their yeah. halfbacks, so that's that's something that hasn't happened for a long time with Scott. Yeah. That he was the second youngest halfback on the pitch, <laughs> so he, he found that he found that amusing when he got told that after the game. Yeah, no, no, he led, he led us around the park very well, did, did Morell. Um, one of Marshall's changes that he did make was uh, QLT um, being being dropped. He, he mentioned. The press conference that he weren't injured, he's just not selected him, and uh, it was the full debut of uh, Reese Chapman Smith, who I thought did very, very well. It's not, I don't envy him being full back in those sort of conditions, really, but uh, again, I thought he played really, really well. What, what, what do you think, guys? Yeah, I think we've got a real talent there. I know, sort of pre season, he'd been, he'd been ripping it up, yeah, and then got a bit of an injury, but and from what I can gather from Leeds, he, he was a little bit injury prone, but I thought he did absolutely nothing wrong on the day, but for me. Sometimes you've got to make those tough decisions. Yeah. I mean, I'm an ex-coach, but in the other code. And for me, Richard's made the right decision there mm. because if, if you're a little bit out of confidence and it's not just going for you, it can spread through the team. Yeah. And I think you have to make a statement. I mean, QLT is class and, yeah. and that's permanent and he will come back again. And it, of course he will. You know, that, that will happen. But he made that statement and I think that galvanised the team a little bit yeah. in terms of other players thinking, well... You're not guaranteed a shirt here. You've got to make sure. And everybody raised the game. You could see that. Of course, yeah. You know, and I think uh, the other thing for me was I watched that Dewsbury Toronto game and that Dewsbury pack were massive. They were, yeah. And got right over the top of Toronto at one point. Mm. And, uh, you know, I was hadn't been firing on all four cylinders. On the Sunday, they were absolutely back to the pack of old. Yeah. You just knew they were getting on top. They were winning the rook. 
you know, quick to play the balls, and in, in conditions like that, it's exactly what we needed. And we took our chances as well. Definitely. We, we took our chances. But there's one guy that I'd like to mention, and that's Steve Tyler. Yeah. I'm a great believer in if you get a goal kicker, then fours become sixes. Exactly. And yeah. in close games, if you've got a good goal kicker, them's the ones that you want to win. And he's done it for us a few times, but I think at the moment he's the second leading point scorer in the He is, yeah. Mm-hmm. And in terms of his yardage, I'd be interested to see what, what, what yardage he's doing because the guy's playing like a second row and a centre. Oh, definitely, yeah. You know, so it's pleasing to see and he's, he's in a rich vein of form and, you know, he's, he's, he's a great guy and, and, and hopefully that's spreading throughout that back line because all the other guys, you know, all the back, you know, the back three, you know, the sort of two wingers, full backs, you know, Sharper when he's on it, Robinson's been a revelation for yeah, us. Yeah, definitely. You know, and obviously, back to your point with Reese Chapman-Smith, he did exactly the same for me, he was safe under the eyeball, did his job, but also looks pretty quick off the mark. He is, yeah, and yeah. In, a, in, a, in conditions like that, that is that's not going to show much, but in a in a in a dry track. When the dry tracks come in the summer, yeah. I was just going to say, I say that the the work that the two wingers did in them conditions were, were fantastic. Will Sharp and and, and uh, Robinson. Robinson, but we know what Will can do. I can't wait to see Robinson in the dry track yeah. because he looks an absolutely fantastic player. Mm. He's got five tries in six games yeah. in wet horrible conditions. Mm. Wait till it's dry is going to be a revelation oh, for Halifax. De- de- definitely, yeah. And the, the, it's like two extra forwards coming out. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned Stevie Tyra. He's, the thing I've noticed about his game a bit more this season in that he will kind of make those donkey yards upfield up, up mm-hmm. when, the, when the forwards are blowing. He will come and make those. And he's like a second rower. And he's, he's, I, I, because his goal kicking so good... I think people kind of focus on that and kind of forget that he's a bloody good rugby yeah, player as well, right. really. And as you said, he's a really decent guy, and you can see his passion for the club. He is, he bleeds blue and white, and he, and, and he said he's got a record saying he absolutely loves the club and that sort of thing. And hopefully, his goal kicking will stand the test of time because, as I say, a, a, a conversion is half a try. If you can think about that, it's two points is half a four, and if you keep going that way, then they are match winners there, really. Um, but yeah, I, I, but the most pleasing aspect of it, it, it was a team performance. Now, Ed Barber was head and shoulders the man of the match, and there was no that doubt that there, but no one had a bad game, really. And they say the, the collective spirit of it won out, really, and that's what will galvanise a team going forward. And also, for the, do, for, the, for the doom and gloomers out there who, <laughs> not two weeks ago, were saying, oh, snap the course, drop this player, drop that player, this is a shocking start to the season, we're joint second. We are, we are joint second, clear of teams like Featherston, Lee, Bradford, Witness, of course, but we are joint second, and we are joint with Toulouse, obviously, but York and Sheffield, I don't think anyone wanted to pick the top four with that but, team's in. But just because we didn't mention York earlier, because their game was postponed, obviously, at Rochdale. Yeah. They're, they're a club on the up, and that's a massive game on Sunday. Yeah. Absolutely massive. Oh, fantastic. And it, it, it could work both ways, really. They, they could be undercooked going into it. Uh, they could be very fresh, I'm not too sure. But I think the players, and Marshall especially, will know what a big statement of intent, because they are kind of... The, the, the fashionable club to, to follow a York they are very much the kind of oh yes uh, let's everyone like York let's everyone like Halifax yeah, we, we, we should again as you mentioned it we should be focusing on our successes really and we go and beat York on, on Sunday we could be outright second if results mm-hmm. go our way and then leading into Toronto top two clash Jamie predicted it in December on the on the, on the podcast that we do and we all kind of laughed at him going yeah, yeah whatever 
The wise old man is there, Jamie Gray. <laughs> um, t- time is nearly up. Again, as I said before, the time does fly on this. Uh, we will end on predictions for this coming week. So, the fixtures in the Betfred Championship. First of all, on Saturday, Toulouse once again at home against Barrow. What do you guys reckon? Toulouse, that one for me. Yeah. Yeah, fairly yeah, fairly convincing. Yeah, I'd go the same one in that respect there. Uh, so on to Sunday, Dewsbury B v Sheffield. I think that's gonna be quite an interesting mm. game, that mm. one to be honest with you. I think uh Dewsbury've got a, a bit of a point to prove after yeah. the loss against us. Sheffield I'm not so sure. I, I fancy Dewsbury for that. Not sure if the Sheffield bubbles burst this week when they lost to Featherstone. Yeah. You know, they had th- four good wins on the trot and then they've lost one. Mm. It's, it's yeah. Be very interesting to see how they go. Do you know what? I, I, I think I'll join you on that day. I think I think Jusby might nick that. To be honest, Close. I'm going for a draw. Draw. <laughs> no golden point in the championship, unfortunately. It's a straight draw there. Um, Lee v Rochdale. That belief for me. Lee, no, yeah, yeah, he's it. Uh, Swinton v Featherstone. Come on, Swinton. <laughs> They've got. They looked really good against us. Yeah. When they played us, I thought they were unlucky to lose that game, I'll be quite honest with you. And they do a win at some point, and there's always one surprise result in every sort of every round, isn't there? Let's hope it's that one. Yeah. I'll go Featherstone by two. Featherstone by two. I think Featherstone will come to win, yeah. unfortunately. Hearts, Hearts says Swinton heads to favour, yeah. let's put it that way. Uh, Toronto v Batlet at Craven Park at uh, 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 OKR's ground. And that's after the whole KR game. So depending on what sort of weather they get yeah, over there this weekend, yeah. that could be another quagmire for Toronto. <laughs> Toronto for me, that. Yep. Yeah. Toronto. I'd say the same there. Uh, Witness v Bradford. Oh, that's a great game. I'd say that probably the game of the I, weekend, really, possibly. I think Witness will win fairly convincingly. Yeah. I know they're losing. They, they've lost. Is it Liam Hood this week? They're, yeah. They're still, yeah. you know, they're, they're sort of rebuilding. They're in. There was in obviously in turmoil. They're rebuilding. They're still winning. I think they were too strong for Bradford. Yeah, and I think so, and hope so as well. Yeah. Uh, and last but certainly not least, York v Halifax. Only one, oh, <laughs> no, only one for that one for me. We just need to continue to build on what we did last week. Cut the penalty count down. That's a big one for us. But I think it'll be a great game. I think it's going to be a two and fro game. Yeah. But I think we'll just we'll just get over the line. Yeah, I, I think so. Well. I agree. I, I, again, I think depending on weather, really, because we've got our old old friend Connor Robinson over there, he could well kick us to death <laughs> because that, that's one of his strengths there. But again, focus on us. Let's focus on the positives. We're a really good win against Dewsbury. Uh, we could be getting Chester Butler back this week. I'm not too sure, but he, he could well be returning. Uh, and players itching to get in the side. QL, he might bring QLT back. He might tra- train the house down there. I think Scott will talk Connor Robinson out of his game on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> the, ma- the master of the apprentice, yeah. shall we say. Well, I hope, hope that is the case then. Uh, well, that that is it. Our time has been, gentlemen. Again, thank you so much for coming down. Absolutely brilliant um, for you to come down, both Chris and myself, Dave. Uh, thank you very much for your time. Uh, to everyone else listening out in Radio Land, thank you very much for listening. Uh, hope you have a wonderful weekend. Um, if anyone's going to York, I will see you there and up the facts.